What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Well, it is good to see everybody this evening. There we go. At least I got somebody back there. <laughs> so I tell you what, this week, God has been moving so much this week. He's been showing me things. He's been correcting a lot of things, mostly with me, and but you know he has just—he's been showing me a lot in this message and showing me a lot with the things happening right here in this church, and we're going to be talking about some things tonight that I hope can be received the way that they're supposed to, because there there's some hard things that we got to talk about, but we all know that this world right now—it's kind of a crazy place, amen. It's it's you know I always go back to. Pre-2001, I was, I think I was 19 when 9-11 happened, something like that. And I can just remember the way things were before that day. Everything changed. And then everything from that day to COVID now, everything's completely different. And, you know, it's just a series of things that have changed. And it's brought us to this place. But there are some amazing things happening right here in this church. God is moving. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do. Amen. So... With that, let's go ahead and let's open in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to dig into your word, to come together in fellowship, to come together in worship. And Lord, we just pray right now in Jesus' name that your Holy Spirit will fall upon this place. And Lord, that you will touch each and every one of us. God, open our ears, open our eyes, and open our hearts to you and your word. And I pray, Lord, that they will see you and not me and will hear you and not me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we've probably all heard, isn't that creepy looking? That's just, it's just creepy looking. It's like a lady with a mask on, her hair is all, all kind of nappy and whatnot. Trenton sent that to me, and I'm like, you know what, that is creepy, but yes, that will work. <laughs> because with what we're going to be talking about tonight, it's, it's kind of fitting. We've probably all heard that phrase, haven't we, the new norm? Anybody heard that? I don't like it. Anybody, does anybody like the new norm? Okay, well, here's why I don't like it. To me, it's just another way to try to get me ex- to accept what the world wants for me. Well, what the world wants for me is a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight and what the world wants for you as well. So to me, it's just another way to get me to accept all the stuff that's taking place right now. But you know what? The world is not my master. Is the world your master? No. Jesus is our master. Jesus is the one that we serve. And Jesus has something to say about this new norm. So let's take a look at Revelation 21, verse 5. It says, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. So who's going to make all things new? Let's try it one more time. So who's going to make all things new? You mean it's not our government? No, wait a minute, but CNN told me that 
Am I right? No. Oh, so, so Jesus said that he's going to make all things new. So who am I supposed to listen to? I'm going to listen to Jesus because what the world's telling me is a complete contradiction to what the word is telling me. So let's just keep moving. You see, the world and the systems of this world, they're not in control. They think that they're in control. They think that they have all this planned and all of this worked out. They think that because, you know, we have to realize that someday there is an Antichrist coming. There is an Antichrist spirit that is working right now because we can see it. You see the abortion. You see the homosexual marriage. You see so many things taking place. Just, you know, what they uh, calling good evil and evil good. Did I say that right? Yeah. You know, we're seeing that take place on. It's just it's growing, isn't it? The scale is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The things that we once stood back and said will never take place, it's considered what? The new norm. And that's a scary thing. And that's something that we all need to be aware of tonight. So you see, the world systems, they're not in control. They just think that they are. When it says that Jesus will make all things new, that's a future statement. It's a future statement. So we know that in the future, something's going to happen and Jesus says, I'm going to make everything new. So that tells me tonight that everything that is supposedly normal is going to get wiped away. It's not going to mean anything. It's going to be completely gone someday. None of this mess is going to last. That's, that's a good spot for an amen. None of this stuff is going to last. As great as coming into church on Wednesday is, this isn't going to last either because someday we're going to be before his throne worshiping him. And that's going to be a much better place. I love church and I love coming to this church, but man, that's going to be an awesome day when we stand before the throne. That's going to be good stuff. So their so-called new norm is nothing but a blip on God's radar. He's laughing about this, telling him what he's going to do and how things are going to go down here. Nothing happens unless he allows it to happen. Satan can't do anything unless God allows him to do it. He's the boss. And I don't mean any disrespect in saying that. He is the boss. He is creator. He is the everything. Amen. Satan's down here. Jesus is up here. The so-called new norm is nothing. It will not last because he will make all things new. 2 Corinthians Chapter 5, verse 17. This is where this comes into play for us. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That doesn't sound normal to me. What sounds, here's what sounds normal. is I used to be this way. That's your normal. Now I'm this way. I'm better. I'm saved. I've been set free. I'm no longer under that bondage of being normal. You see, there's so much more to God than what the church even recognizes. And here's what I mean by that. Most people just simply come to church. They never crack a Bible. They just come to church. They get up and they go home. They come to church. They get up and they go home. I made a statement one time that I said, you know, before COVID, we went for years coming to church, going home, having lunch, going back to work, working for the week, coming back to church on Sunday. It was like clockwork. It's just what we did. Then all of a sudden, church was just pulled out from under us. Like, nope, you ain't going to church. 
but you can go to the bars, you can go do this, and you can go do this, but you can't go to church. It was just pulled out from underneath us. And what did the majority of the church do? We complied. We did. We complied. We did exactly what was said of us. And from that moment forward, we began to hear, well, this is going to be the new norm. You better get used to it. You better get used to uh, coming into the church and sitting six feet apart from everybody. We're going to need a bigger church because, we, you know, we can't sit close to anybody anymore. And if you go outside and have church, you got to make sure you stay away from everybody and don't lay hands and don't sing and don't do anything. Matter of fact, don't even go to church. That's what they wanted for us. That's the new norm that they wanted for us. You see, God makes us new every day. We're not meant to be normal. If he's making you new every day, because, you know, we can't live the same yesterday as we, yeah, we can't live the same today as we did yesterday. So that means every single day we are growing closer to God. Therefore, he's making us new every single day. He's changing something within us. We can't be normal. We're not made to be normal. Because if this new normal is what the world is going to call normal, then being normal should never be your norm. You get all that? <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. God makes us new every day. We are not meant to be normal. Because if the new normal is what the world is going to call normal, then being normal should never be our norm. Amen? Amen? Amen. We cannot want what's normal for the world. We are called to be set apart. We have got to be set apart. So here's the definition of the word norm. I had to go look it up. And I was like, I keep looking up, you know, the word norm. And it's like, to me, it's like norm's a name, you know. But you, everybody says the new norm. So I'm like, I wonder what's going to come up when I look this up. But it, it actually did. It came up with a really good definition. Here's the definition of norm. Something that is usual, typical, or standard. Pretty much the same thing as normal, right? So let me ask you something. Was Jesus typical? Was Jesus just usual? Was he the standard? No, no he was not. He was outside of all of those things. What was Jesus? And we're gonna talk, I'm going to give a little bit of the sermon away before I get to it. He was radical. They didn't try to kill him because he was normal. They tried to kill him because he was stepping outside of what they wanted. He was making those religious leaders look stupid because he was out there healing people. He was out there doing miracles and teaching that they could have a closeness with God. And the religious leaders didn't like it because it wasn't the normal teaching. It was radical. So guess what that means? Jesus gathered his disciples picked them out one by one, and he sent them out. And what did they begin to do? Did they just, well, I guess I'll just be normal because everybody else is. Nope, that's not what they did. They began to be radical too. And we're, I'm getting ahead of myself. But they began to be radical like he was because they seen the lifestyle. They seen who he was. And what they were trying to spread and what they were trying to do was not Normal, it was not usual, it was not typical. So, new motto for the year. And this, this is where we've been. I'm going to the next level. Because 
we cannot stay where we are because if we stay where we are, that makes us normal. And Jesus wasn't normal. And that's not disrespect out there on Internet land. He wasn't. He was radical, and he changes people's lives in a what? A radical way. Anybody in here been changed radically? Because I can tell you what, there's a lot of things in my life that I'm not proud of. You know what, there's still things that I struggle with, but here's, here's the thing, is that he works on me radically every day. He continues to work on me and say, no, no, Brett, that's not right. And I got I to gotta get it straight. I got to get it right. But it's because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, and it pushes, he pushes us to become new. He pushes us to be better today than we was yesterday. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit living inside of us Christians, we'd be sitting there living a normal life. Anybody getting me today? <laughs> okay, amen. We are called to be more than usual, typical, or standard. I mean, we ain't normal Christians. Let's just look at this on a funny level, okay? We ain't normal. Here's why. We get up on a Sunday morning to go to church. You know where everybody else is going? They're either staying in bed, they're going to the lake, they're going to a ball game, they're going to uh, Six Flags, they're going somewhere. Where are we going? We're going to church. We're in here on a Wednesday night. Anybody work today? We're in here on a Wednesday night after work having church because we want to fellowship, because we want to learn the word, because we want to hear God. That ain't normal. Not to the world. It's not normal to the world. They think we're nuts. You want to give up the best day of the week of sleeping? I mean, Sunday mornings, I could, I could do some sleeping on Sunday mornings. It's hard for me to get up on Sunday mornings. I work Monday through Saturday at least two to three times a month. I work Saturdays, and it's hard. Sunday mornings, it's hard to get up after you've worked all week. I ain't going to lie. But it's not normal. I can't imagine it any other way now, though, because something radical happened to me. One night when I was in the eighth grade, I'm probably stepping out of the camera. One night... When I was in the eighth grade, I went forward and I accepted Christ. And I'll never forget that night because I'm sitting there and I'm giving my heart to the Lord and my whole body is just a shaking. And I have no idea why. I'm 13 years old and my body's just a trembling. My legs are just, just going a mile a minute. My arms are shaking and I'm trying to say this prayer to receive Christ. I've always believed, and I know it sounds crazy, but I've always believed that was a Holy Ghost moving in and the devil moving out. And he was packing his bags and leaving. Because I've never been able to explain why that was happening to me. It had to be God. It had to be something spiritual taking place. That's a radical move of God coming into somebody's life. And I know that there's probably tons of stories like that in here. Of different things that's happened throughout our lives. Alright. With COVID, they said that this is the new norm, right? When COVID showed up, it's the new norm. Mask shots, social distancing. Boom, that's the new norm. Get used to it. It's happening. And I'm over here like, mm-mm, <laughs> nope, <laughs> not going to tell me what my normal is. I'm sorry, you're not going to tell me what my normal is. But you see, they might be woke because that's another thing, isn't it? Being woke right now and understanding it. See, they might be woke, but I'm awake and I'm not falling for that woke mess. Understand? I'm not falling for the woke mess because, you see, they say stay away from each other. But God said in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another 
and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So you see, what they, what they said was the new norm. Christians should be saying, no, Jesus said that we're supposed to gather. He said we're supposed to lay on hands. He said we need to come together in fellowship because that's what builds us up. But what's, what's the other system? What's the world system trying to get us to do right now? Stay away. Don't get near anybody. Make sure you have all, all of the stuff and make sure you're not doing anything that you shouldn't be doing. They may take this off YouTube, Pastor Trent. <laughs> they just might. The world says that the new norm says stay away. But again, let's look and see what God says. My God says in James chapter 5, verse 13 through 15, it says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him what? Pray. Call the elders. Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Oh, they tried to, they tried to shut down the singing in churches too. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. You guys understand that this mandate and everything that went forward was to divide the church, right? It was to divide the church. Because if it wasn't to divide the church, there had been a lot of other things that were shut down. There really would be a lot of other things that were shut down. It was meant to divide us because if this world system that we're talking about is evil and Satan's behind it, then why does Satan not want? He doesn't want this. He doesn't want two churches with the same goal uniting together and worshiping him. He don't want that, <laughs> but he lost. He got it. <laughs> he got to deal with it now. It was all supposed to bring us to a place where we would give up. The so-called new norm is designed to shut you up and to shut you down. It is. This whole thing is designed to shut us up and to shut us down. How'd they try to shut us up? How'd they try to shut you down? Lock those doors. You could go to your bar. You could sit on them bar stools six foot from somebody else. Them doors wasn't locked. They weren't locked. It's designed to shut you up and shut you down. Don't believe me? That's fine. If you don't want to believe me, that's fine. But I want you to take a look at Canada. Everybody, if you've been paying attention to anything, because I don't watch much news. I get a lot of my stuff from, you know, Facebook and YouTube and things like that, little articles and things. They're arresting pastors right now for having church. Walking right up in the church, taking the pastor out as he's preaching a sermon. They're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's happening. And you don't think it can... Guys, that's just north. That ain't far. <laughs> it's not far. So, uh, I'm going to get fired up a little bit. They're arresting pastors for having church, and most churches in America are just sitting there. They're just sitting there, checking temperatures before they walk in the door, giving them hand sanitizer and telling them to put on a mask. Instead of saying, hey, can we pray for you for anything? They're saying, no, sit six foot away from that guy and you can stay. As long as you do this, 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 and this, you can come in here. We're just sitting in churches, and there are pastors being thrown in jail for trying to have church. 
Ah, uh, come on, guys. Get fired up with me a little bit. This so-called new norm is nothing new to Christians. Everybody's acting like it is, but it's nothing new to Christians. You want to go back 2,000 years. Go back 2,000 years to where the move of the Holy Spirit started. But every time that they tried to shut down the tree, it started with Jesus. The devil said, I'm going to shut Jesus down. I'm going to put him on a cross. I'm going to kill him, and I'm going to end this whole thing. But that failed. Satan's like, dang, now i got to try something else. So then the church begins to, to be built. Jesus dies. He resurrects. He hangs out with them for a while. And he goes to heaven, and there's where he is on the right hand of the Father. Now this new movement starts happening. The book of Acts. Anybody ever hear the book of Acts? What happened whenever they tried to shut down the early church? The book of Acts happened. That's what happened. And what happened? It went out all over the place. They go out healing people. They go out telling people to get up and walk. They go out blessing all of these people. And doing things, the church begins to grow and grow and grow and grow. Peter gives, gets up that day. And what is it, Trenton? 3,000 came to the church that day. Because Peter stood up in the midst of them telling him, you better sit down. He stood up. And 3,000 people came that day. They've been trying to shut the church down for 2,000 years. And every time they do, you know what happens? We build more churches. This ain't going to be no different. Because you know what's happening right here? Number one, two churches right here came together. That's building. That's growth. And what are we doing right now, pastors? We're looking for a new place because we are growing this place. Every time they try to shut down the church, the church rises up. I was listening to a song today by Skillet. I don't know if you might know who that is. It's kind of old school, I know. But <laughs> the song was Rise. And basically they were saying, rise up, rise in revolution, unite and fight. And it made me just think about right now we have got to unite. And I'm not saying fight in a way of like actually fighting, but fight for what we know is right. Fight for God. Fight for the kingdom. Fight for the work that is taking place right now. We've got to rise up. We can't be sitting on our butts anymore. Man, I've preached that for three years, and Trenton knows I have, that we cannot sit in these pews on our hands anymore doing nothing. The time for that mess is over. We've got to get up and those flyers right back there. We've got to just start doing stuff. We did the conference. Now we're, doing the, we're taking it to the park. There's people in the park all the time on Sundays. We've got to be where the people are at. And we have got to continually do things that's going to allow people a chance to come. And we've got to go out there and get the people as well. 2,000 years they've been trying to shut us down. So the next time if somebody asks them if you woke, you tell them, no, I'm awake. I ain't woke. I'm awake. I know who Jesus is. I know what's taking place. Let's look at Luke chapter 932. Oh, oh this is going to be good, guys. Now, Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. Oh, what's that sound like? But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory, talking about Jesus, and the two men that stood with him. See, this is talking about the transfiguration of Christ when he's up on the mountain to... Uh, Moses and Elijah are up there with him. Y'all understand that? Look, look at this verse. I want to read it one more time. Now, Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. Let's let Peter and those with him represent the church for a moment, all right? Because they were part they early church, right? So Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. Where's the church at right now? 
Oh, they he- they heavy with sleep, ain't they? But when they became fully what? Awake. You sure that don't say woke? No, it says when they became fully awake, what did they see? They saw his glory. Do you know what's fitting to take place? Fitting, is that a word? You know what's fitting to take place right now? The church is waking up. And when the church gets woke up, or awake, see, I messed up myself. When the church gets awake, we're going to see the full glory of God because it's been promised to us in the scriptures. It's been promised to us. And there are so, there's so many things taking place on this earth right now. Church is waking up, and we're getting ready to see something amazing take place. We are getting ready to see the full, whoo, come on, the full glory of God. Amen. Oh, I can't wait to see it. We're seeing, all right, let's just be honest. We're seeing bits and pieces of it now. We're seeing great things take place. We're seeing this church grow. We had two people come uh, be ordained to become pastors this last Sunday. God is building. God is moving. God is growing. And man, excited is my favorite word. I say it all the time. I am excited right now because this new norm is not going to shut us down unless we let it shut us down. This world system doesn't have control over us. And I don't mean to be rebellious against your government or anything like that. All I'm saying is is we do the things that the scripture is telling us to do. We gather together. We lay hands on the sick. We fellowship. We worship. Those are the things that God has called us to do. So I'm going to do them. The world tells us all kinds of things. Now understand this, the world, the world does not love you and does not care about your well-being. Oh, did he say that? I said it because it's true. Uh, anybody ever seen a hit and run and there's more running than there's a hit and they're gone? I mean, stuff happens all the time. I mean, people don't stop no more for anybody that's hurt. I mean, I, if I see somebody hurt or something... I remember one time when Trent lived in Tennessee, there was an old uh, elderly woman who was driving, really probably shouldn't have been. She just pulled right out in front of a car. I mean, just pulled right out and it just, bam, just, that was the end. Of, I mean, it was, a, it was a mess. So I stopped and I ran up to the car to make sure everybody, everybody ended up being okay. But it was like cars were just going, zoom, 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 zoom. It's like I could have been hit trying to find out if somebody else was okay. That's the world, guys. That's where we live. You think they care about you? They don't care about you. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about them because we have to. Because I don't want to see them, I don't want to see them die and go to hell. I don't want to see anybody die and go to hell. We've got to show them that there is a better way. Anyway, let me get back on track. Understand this, that the world does not love or care about your well-being. Do not be deceived by the lie that they tell. Lies like this. It's normal for our young kids, kids to learn perverted things in school from the teachers. Anybody seen any of that stuff? Don't, don't look it up. Just take, take my word for it. And I'll, I'll be slightly blunt, but they're showing them acts and things like that in school. And not so much around here, but it, it is taking place. Um, lies like it's normal for our... Oh, I did that one. Or when they say that it's normal... Oh, this one gets me. It's normal for drag queens to read to our kids at a library. I'm not going to that library. Uh, every time I see the pictures of that, they, they're, they're all over the Internet. Every time I see that, oh, man, I, I would yank every one of them kids. I don't care if they were mine or not. <laughs> I'd be dragging them out by their hair if I had to. Uh, or when they say it's normal for an 8-year-old. Oh, this, 
It's not normal for an eight-year-old to want a sex change. It's not normal. That is a world system telling your child that there's something wrong with them. Do you know that there is a study, and this is a true study out there, that typically, I think it's, I think it's 90% of kids that have a feeling of wanting a sex change or uh, that they're homosexual or, you know, feelings like that, those types of feelings, that if you will let them go for two or three years, they will grow out of that. Because it's just their body changing. It, it's their chemicals and things in their brains and things like that. They said if you would just leave them alone, those kids will grow out of that. They say that depression and anxiety is normal, but trust me, it's not. It's anything because I've had anxiety and it is bad. I went through that and God taught me so much through that. This too shall pass. That's what he taught me. And man, I would lay there in bed and say, this too shall pass. And I would eventually fall asleep. He has taught me so much. But guys, it's not normal. Depression is not normal. And let's not forget about abortion. It's not okay. There is forgiveness, like Pastor Trenton said uh, last week or week. I think it was last week. There's forgiveness for all sins. That's what we have to understand is it doesn't matter what you've done. You haven't done anything so bad that Jesus can't forgive you. There's nothing. But I've got to tell you the truth, and that is, it's not normal. It's not okay. It's not right just because the world says that it is. Because the world will tell you all kinds of things that are not right. Now, I understand we've got to get our information from somewhere. But where do you want to get your information from? A God that speaks life and love and grace and forgiveness into your life or from a world system that has just told us they don't care about us. They don't care about your well-being. Is that where you want your information? Because that's where the world is getting their information. That's why they're so screwed up right now. It boils down to this, and I'm getting close, guys, and I'm running out of time anyway. The world says that sin is normal, but sin, guess what happens? When sin's done with you, what's it going to do? It's going to kill you. That's its job. Sin leads to death. It's going to take you out just as quick as it can. But the world's saying it's normal. Shouldn't I just continue walking down this great path? The world says it's okay. I'm just going to keep walking down the path of destruction and everything's going to be just fine because my government will take care of me. This world will take care of me. Hollywood will take care of me. They'll put out another great movie and that'll make me feel great for five minutes. No. Nope, 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 nope. When sin is done with you, it will kill you. We've been say, saying that this world system, but Satan's the one behind all this, guys. And I'm not one of them people that believe, oh, Satan's just an idea. He's a made-up evil figure, and it's, it's not really, he's not real. Satan's real. He's real. He's a it's physical being in some, in some form. Whatever that looks like, I don't know. But he's fallen, and this world's fallen, so that means they're in cahoots together. <laughs> so that's how I look at it. Jesus came to save me. He came to save you. And that's the one that I want to follow. See, Christians, we ain't called to be normal because the normal life for a Christian is a radical life in Christ. Our lives are to be radical in Christ. The world's... Uh, let me back up. I missed the line, and i got to get this out. The world's normal is sickness, fear, and death. Now, if I left that message right there, there'd be no hope, would there? 
The world's normal is sickness, fear, and death. But guess what? God sent his son to die to give us life and life what? More abundant. Man, that's a message right there. Now, the world's normal sickness, fear, and death, and God's normal is life and life more abundant? Hmm. Let me think on that one for a minute. Which one would I accept? Christians, we ain't called to be normal because a normal life for a Christian is a radical life in Christ. People, God has so much more for us than we can ever even comprehend. This is for the person right now listening saying that God don't want me. Because I guarantee you there's one somewhere, either in here or out there. There's somebody saying, God don't want me. You don't know what I've done. And you know, I bet you I do because I've probably done it. <laughs> or something equivalent or equal to it. We all have. That's, you know, talking to my daughter about this stuff, it's, people make this so hard, guys. It's, some people complain that it's too easy. Other people complain that it's too hard. But the only reason it's hard is because we make it hard. God sent his son, and he died, and he said that he died for us so that we can have life and life more abundant. If we would accept that and toss aside all the junk the world gives us, world would be a lot better place for the person that says God don't want me that's a lie because he wants you so much that he died for you and I just said that see Jesus wasn't normal by any any standards like we talked about earlier he was set apart for a purpose and that purpose was to give you life he was set apart for a purpose you're set apart for a purpose. You see, he died to give us life. And now our purpose is to tell people about the life that he gave for them. That's our purpose. You see, God calls us to more. So do you want to be normal or do you want to be radical? So what about just a plain old Christian? Anybody just want to be a plain old Christian? I say, show me one in the Bible and I'll believe you. Show me a plain old Christian in the Bible that did nothing and I'll believe you. Because I have yet to find one. The apostles were all ready to die for their faith and most of them did with the exception of John. John lived to be an old man. At least that's tradition. We don't know one, for 100% everything there. But we're called to be more. That's why he sent us out. In the Great Commission, and I love this, guys. You might want to write... <laughs> I want you to grab this, okay? Everybody know what the Great Commission was? <coughs> to go out into the world, teaching, getting people to repent, and baptizing them. And of course, I am paraphrasing, okay? The Great Commission, he never said, go out, find a good church, and have a seat. He never said that. But the majority of churches, that's what people do. They go in, they find a good seat, and you know what? If that's my seat, I'm sitting there every Sunday, and there better not be somebody in it. Amen? <laughs> no. Get up and move and let somebody have that seat. Be different. Don't be normal. Live that abundant life that Christ has given us. That's just a seat. If that seat means that that person gets saved that day, they can have that seat, that seat, that seat, and that seat. They can have them all. I don't want it. I'll stand. And we had service in here a couple Sundays ago, and we almost had to stand. 
we were out getting chairs, and by the time we got back with the chairs, people needed the chairs, and there was only a couple left. Amen. That's, that's awesome right there. We can't fight over chairs. We can't fight over silly things within the church. We're called to be different. The world expects us to be normal. Don't let the world dictate to you what normal is. He said, go and make disciples and baptize. So I end with this. Just like Trenton said last week, choose whom you will serve. You're going to serve this world? Because if you're living this normal life where you're following everything that the world says to do, you're not following after God. Be careful. Be very careful. Are we going to follow this world or the one who said, Behold, I make all things new. Amen. At this point, I'm going to dismiss everybody online, but I want to talk to you for just one second before I do that. You see, we've said a lot of stuff today, and we've said a lot of hard stuff today, but everything we've said today has been Scripture. It's been Bible. If I was off base, somebody in here would have said, No, you're off base. <laughs> I didn't hear that. You see, what I want to get across to everybody listening today, even the people in the house, is that Jesus does love us. And whatever mess you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you've done, you've got to st- we've got to stop looking at God as just the judge. Because He's more than that. He's Savior. He's Redeemer. There will be a time for judgment. But right now is the time for forgiveness. And He's calling you to that. So that your judgment day looks a whole lot different. He's calling you right now to accept Him. If you want to accept Jesus into your heart, just simply say, Dear Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. I know that you died for me. And Lord, I want to receive you right now into my heart. Come into my life and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that, then congratulations. You are a new creation in Christ and you don't have to live that normal life that the world expects of you. You can live a radical life in Christ and it's going to be amazing.